0: Welcome to the C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin, I am the C. Joining me is c the Z. Hello c Hey
1: Colin, uh, I've noticed the new look that you're sprouting. Uh, sprouting? The... <laughs> wow, well, or lack of. It's the, exa- it's the exact <laughs> opposite of that. Yeah, yeah it really is. On Facebook recently, yeah. Wow.
0: Uh, for the uh, for the listener, for the listeners who know what I look like, uh, I now have I, I've, I've basically shaved my head. Um, I'm experimenting with slightly different uh, lengths of it, so I've gone down as low as half a millimeter. Um, at the moment, I'm not quite that uh, quite that short, but yeah, you know, time uh, time the old enemy marches on, and with it taking my hair, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the power back and so you know, I'm going to reclaim control. Uh, and, and you feel better about it? I do. I do. I can, I can pretend like it's my decision. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is this going to be a permanent thing then going forward? I think it is. I think this is my new life. Oh, wow. I yeah. recognize you now. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with some, some One or two people have suggested uh, a little bit Lex Luthor. Um, maybe we should do an episode on uh, on uh, bold characters in films.
1: I, I feel like people do not know any other bold character but Lex Luthor, right? Who else is that? Uh, Professor X. Uh, yeah, and.
0: Um, Oh, pretty much the entire Fast and Furious male <laughs> cast. <laughs> so it would be Diesel
1: and, um, and and the Rock, doing yeah, Johnson. they're
0: always okay. they're always bold. Uh, there's, there's loads yeah. of them. That's we we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll get an episode out of that. No no problem. Bruce yeah. Willis, he's yeah. got no hair. Okay, this is uh, the Hitman. He's got no yeah, hair. It's not going to go far. Dave Bautista uh, when he's playing Drax. It's mm. going to be a great episode. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just going, it's just going to be me listing lots of characters, and you somehow managing to sound disdainful without saying anything.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have that mastered
0: though. So you <laughs> um, But that's not today's episode. Today's episode is uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, we're going to be talking about Marvel's first Asian superhero, at least first one in the uh, as the lead. No, in first one of the leads, first one of the films. Um, not was- in the films. That's Wong uh, Sorry, first leading the films is what I meant But uh, Yes um, We're going to be talking about the films of Rose Byrne We've got a quiz on the Captain America films And much, much, much more. more We start as we always do with movie news Zizhan, what's been going on?
1: Well, since we've already mentioned it And it's our main topic for the day uh, Shang-Chi has been breaking so many Well, a few box office records Oh, yeah. Uh, it broke the Labor Day weekend record in the US, uh, which do is apparently you, a thing. Yeah, I do you know, know what Labor Day is? Nope. No idea. <laughs> there what? is a Labor Day that we celebrate in Malaysia. Uh, it's the first uh, day of May. It's a public holiday. Okay. But, what, are you ce- uh,
0: what are you celebrating on that day? It's like just the workers. They,
1: yes, we work really hard, so we need a day off. <laughs> yeah, and we, I, I've told you before, right? In Malaysia, we pretty much celebrate every festival in uh, you know under the sun. And we just
0: take days off for those. So. Yeah, smart. Why not? I mean, we, we don't have a Labor Day over here. Um, I think we do. We
1: should
0: have one, though. I mean, we have bank holidays that just don't have any reason at all. It's just like, it's the August bank holiday. Because, you know, why not? August. Um, we, we have the May bank holidays. So, I guess that's the same time, maybe. Uh, and I don't even know what Labor Day weekend. Surely it's just a Labor weekend. Anyway, it's, they've broken that record, whatever it they've is. They've broken that record.
1: <laughs> um, obviously, it brings a lot question of questions. Uh, Disney's release strategies because part of the reason why the lawsuit is happening with Disney right now is because mm. of the dual releases and especially given how much more Shang-Chi is making over Black Widow mm-hmm. I can see there's more of a legitimate reason why Scarlett Johansson would want <laughs> uh, her earnings returned to her
0: <laughs> She wants her money Kevin Feige apparently not happy about uh, uh, about this dual release he never wanted it Oh so, wow cool. it Just has been making a lot of money and then this is
1: her second weekend and they're still going strong
0: yeah, I did see there's there's a less of a drop-off than there usually is for these things. Yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan uh, is going to be back and he's making a film about J. Robert Oppenheimer um, who invented the atomic bomb. Uh, who knows? Uh, th- these days, I don't think Christopher Nolan, in fact, maybe always, Christopher Nolan is, doesn't seem happy to just you know make a nice film about someone. <laughs> so it's probably going to be like, backwards in time or upside down or something yeah
1: well his Dunkirk was pretty good though and that I was did not like his... it ah well I, 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 I enjoyed it Um, I thought it was pretty good um, and...
0: I, I to be honest I haven't I haven't thought Christopher Williams made a really good film since The Dark Knight um, <laughs> I didn't it's... like Instella I didn't like Dunkirk I didn't like Tenet I, th- I, I quite liked Dark Knight Rises but it wasn't brilliant so this... I'm not going to see it
1: is this his first film off the Tenant then? Or?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And I've 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 made a decision, season that only you can change if you insist that it's on the uh, on the running order <laughs> when it comes up. Because I'm not going to see it uh, in cinemas. Uh, I might catch it on streaming a few years later.
1: How far Christopher Nolan has fallen?
0: I mean, hmm. he's
1: he's not like Mike Shmelen fallen kind of thing. It's just that no. yeah, his his new films are just incomprehensible.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, and and almost, almost de- and deliberately so it seems. Yeah, I, he's gone from being one of my favourite directors that I will definitely see anything he makes to to uh, this bold new pledge, bold and bold. I I pronounce bold with an O and bolder than A the same, which I think is a quite a, a a regional thing. It seems to be limited to the Midlands, um but that's why that that joke works brilliantly well, Zian. Especially I'm, if you are opening because I'm from the Midlands.
1: Okay, good. <laughs>
0: Not actually, but I grew up in the Midlands. Close enough.
1: Okay. Can we move on then?
0: Uh from my heritage, sure. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um so more delays. Um all Tom Cruise films apparently uh, yes. suffered from delays. Uh Top Gun Maverick and Mission Impossible Seven have been delayed again. Mm.
0: Uh
1: Top Gun Seven uh Top uh, Top Gun, 7. That's Top so Gun, Top Gun 7. Seven. It's been pushed <laughs> back to twenty thirty four. <laughs> Top Gun will be moving from November twenty twenty one to Memorial Day weekend 2022 and for those who don't know when <laughs> how many holidays does the US have come on America every weekend every weekend it's May 27th uh, I will trust your history knowledge but we will back you um,
0: yeah that's probably that's probably when the Civil War ended I don't know <laughs>
1: um, so that spot was originally Mission Impossible 7 spots so um, now that's been moved to September 2022 um, that's, that's a, so long away they've announced this film's so I mean, we saw the Top Gun Maverick trailer last year, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, I, I'm not looking forward to Top Gun. So, um, you know, uh, it'll be Mission Impossible 7, which I, I'm keen to watch again, uh, to watch again, to watch. But not Top Gun. Uh, We've we discussed this before. Okay, just... but,
0: but but we're going to watch it though, right? If you put it in, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, sad news, Sijan, sad news. Um, we, we now know the No Time to Die uh, length and it's going to be 2 hours and 43 minutes.
1: Why, why are we doing this to ourselves?
0: Hollywood doesn't listen to me, Zijin. I uh, or like, uh, uh, I, I keep telling them, two and a half hours is the maximum film length.
1: I, I can't help but roll my eyes every single time. Like I'm just so tired of you, looking at it.
0: You've already bought this film uh, I really uh, am. before like it this, comes out. Yeah, I
1: really am. So like whatever preconceived notion I have while watching this film, like, you know, this is not going to end well. It will never end like, well. Like, I, okay. I, was never, I was never a big fan of James Bond to begin with, so this is not going to help it.
0: Uh, it might be on our schedule. I don't know what's time to the schedule now. I
1: hope it clashes with Top Gun and then you have
0: to choose between the two, Colin. I mean, Top Gun's just been pushed back to the next May, so I don't, <laughs> I
1: don't think it's going to. Um... Uh, um, so, um, Francis Ford Coppola has a new film up coming up, Megalopolis. Apparently there's been up uh he's been trying to get this made for two decades now. Yeah. Uh and he's uh he's been eyeing up some actors and quite a huge cast for this film. Um Oscar Isaac, Kate Blanchett, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Zendaya. Um I not I'm not too sure whether this is officially officially confirmed yet that this is gonna be made, um and or whether these actors will take the roles or not. But
0: um, no I saw this he's he's announced this cast list and it doesn't seem he's actually got them to agree to it <laughs> I know it? right um, it's a bold I mean uh, Francis Ford Coppola can do what he likes I suppose these days but uh, yeah, this is an unusual method to just say yeah yeah Forrest Whitaker's doing my film sure sure and then I hope Forrest Whitaker says yes uh, they, they, uh, I have not heard much about this uh, I, I have a brief
1: synopsis for the film it's uh, supposed to be like it's like a Roman epic but um like in a Ben Hur kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Except. told, yeah, but to is a modern counterpart focusing on America. So that's that.
0: Yeah, set in modern day New York. This is going to be like three hours long, isn't it? <laughs> Your favorite kind of film, <laughs> uh, dear. uh David Oyelowo is going to produce and possibly star in a remake uh, of Rocketeer. Uh, The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer is, I've not actually seen the original movie, um, which is, I believe. Is on Disney Plus, but this is coming straight to Disney Plus. Uh, the Rocketeer seems to be a an old comic book character, reminiscent of Iron Man in some ways. Okay. So, um, just a guy who builds a rocket suit, supposedly. It seems. I don't know much about it, but we're getting this. Is what we're getting, and they're banking, I suppose, on people missing uh, Iron Man. <laughs> <in T-more. laughs>
1: I mean, we have the War Machine, right? you that counts for something.
0: Um, yeah, he got uh Emmy nominated, didn't he? Don Cheadle for Appearing for like Three three minutes In that uh, series
1: Oh dear did oh, I didn't know that I think
0: so Maybe, Might have been Something else Might be been like Golden Globes Or something I don't know
1: Well, well done Don Cheadle then well,
0: well done him I don't think he won But he got <laughs> It's just not honor To be nominated
1: So we got a new director For the Whitney Houston Biopic I Want to Dance with Somebody Okay uh, It's Cassie Lemons um, Who was probably Most well known For making Harriet. Uh with Cynthia Arrivo oh, uh yeah. playing Harriet Tubman the abolitionist, uh, a couple of years ago. Um so yeah. Um
0: If really life gives you lemons.
1: <laughs> make uh, a
0: Whitney uh, Houston biopic. Make <laughs> Whitney Houston biopic I didn't yeah. know the last one had been uh, had, had been lost. I didn't realise they lost a director to be honest. Mm, they they oh. have.
1: Um mm. uh, uh, it's Naomi Aki who'll be playing Whitney Houston. Um she was in oh, Star yeah. Wars The Rise of Skywalkers.
0: Oh yes she was. In a almost entirely pointless role. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) We all remember that role. (laughs) I mean, it's difficult to choose between the almost entirely pointless roles in that film. uh, (laughs) It's definitely one of them. He's like, yeah, it might be Lando's daughter or possibly love interest. We don't know. We'll figure it out.
1: And he was not explained ever.
0: No, no, dear. Uh, What have we got here? Expendables Four is happening. I have seen all three of the Expendables films and I don't like any of them. I don't know why I keep watching them. Why? Uh, why?
1: Yeah, I've not seen any of them. Uh,
0: well, maybe four will be the one that drags you in with Sylvester Sloan. He's back. <laughs> Jason Statham, Dov Lunger, and Randy Couture. They're all back. But we're also getting 50 Cent, Megan Fox, and someone called Tony Jar or Yar. Or I don't know. Haven't they been all back for a while now in the past few films? Uh, well, as I said, there's various casts that come in and out. So. Um, I think Jet Li did some of them, maybe, and Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger in some of them. So I think this is not the end of that cast list, but uh, those those guys are in. Well, someone needs to give them a job, right? So. Yeah, um, yep, I guess I've uh, These are uh, the concept of let's bring all the action heroes of the eighties back to have a fight seems quite fun, but the films have not been have <laughs> not been good.
1: I, I've seen Red. Does it come? red is similar red's, to red's fun
0: red. yeah hmm. yeah i mean imagine red but with more people and uh much worse okay cool uh, right. i don't even see it. I... kind of like that also the lead character is called what's he called uh lee no well the lead character is barney ross but i think jason statham plays someone called lee christmas so make it that way you will <laughs> wow wow um, Denise Richards' <laughs> character in uh, in one of the Bond films was called uh, uh, Christmas Jones, I think.
1: Has anyone ever? You, do you know anyone who's called Christmas, either by f- f- surname <laughs> or first name, ever?
0: Um, I've not, not I've not come across them in real life. No, no.
1: Um, there, there are more casting news for the Haunted Mansion remake that I mentioned before. Um, mm-hmm. so to join Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Herrish we now have Owen Wilson and Rosario Dawson that's it <laughs> i have
0: nothing to add to this i have nothing to say about that um, it's a film i definitely won't watch and i imagine you probably won't watch it either no uh let me tell you that juno temple is joining the cast of uh, the film everest uh,
1: juno temple yeah. is probably one of my favorite characters in ted lasso right now to be honest um she, she's a revelation i didn't know that I, I i've not heard of her at all and i really like her in uh, ted lasso so yeah
0: i'd seen her in a few things well he's I think I I've seen yeah I've seen a few things but I've uh, always kind of fairly minor supporting roles so uh, yeah Ted Lasso is the first time I've seen much of her and uh, yeah does a good job. Hmm. Yeah. I like but... I'm i I'm, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm up to date on Ted Lasso because I, after I accidentally extended my Apple TV subscription by another month. <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, pretty sure it's not an
1: accident by now, right?
0: Um, it's game. It's getting cancelled uh, tomorrow. I, I've cancelled it. It runs out tomorrow. Oh
1: on that note i'm all our news
0: um i've only got one piece of news and i don't understand it uh do you know about non-fungible tokens or nfts nope i don't understand them i was at a wedding yesterday with my good friend fernando um who was uh, heavily involved in nfts and he spent some time trying to explain it to me uh, i didn't get it but anyway a film was being released as an nft uh it's going to start in hopkins it's going to be called zero contact uh, if you buy the nft it doesn't as far as i can't do anything you don't own the con- copyright it, you, you get a copy of the film but you can get that anyway somewhere else but it's the weird world of nfts where you just you pay money to say that you own something what i don't get it at all is this like a pyramid
1: scheme that you're trying to rope me in colin
0: uh yeah, if you just if you just give me uh twenty pounds, Zijan. Uh, yeah. I'll sort out the rest. Okay. And then maybe you'll get some money in the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh dear, um so that's all weird and we're too old to understand that. But if you're younger than us, maybe you will understand it. And we move on to our next segment, to see or not to Z where we talk about uh films I've recently seen and tell you the listener whether you should see them or not Z them. Zijan, hmm. uh, what have you been watching?
1: Oh I've seen an Netflix
0: film, uh Called Afterlife of the Party. Oh yeah, that's on my that's on my list. Um, should I watch it?
1: Um, it's like so like when you when you were talk about he's all that in our previous podcast. Yes. It it has the same kind of vibe, you know. You like you know what you're getting into when you watch this kind of film, like yeah. And, you know you 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 enjoy is light fluffy stuff. It's about um this um this twenty five year old party animal played by Victoria Justice who unexpectedly dies. Mm-hmm. It has to go back to Earth for five days to fix the lives of those closest to her in order to gain entrance to heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like,
0: you know... The- it's theologically unsound, but all right. I guess. Yep.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a wonderful life kind of kind of, kind of film. Um, the, the resolutions uh, weren't as tidy as they could be um, yeah. in terms of trying to fix the lives of those people. Um, some were very convenient, um, which, you know, um, and... Just so that they can wrap everything up into a nice, tidy bowl, uh, which was annoying. But yeah, I knew what I was getting myself into when yeah, my yeah. switches on, so I have no regrets watching this film. <laughs> okay.
0: okay, well, that, that's enough for me to watch, I think. Is there anyone that I will have heard of in it? it uh, really? No. No? Fine. Uh, it's a good title, though. Give, I'll give them that. Mm. They've nailed the title. I do wonder if they wrote the title before they were, the, uh, the film. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching a few things um, one of which is uh, the film In Time with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried uh, from probably 10 years ago or so
1: that's on Netflix as well
0: it's on Netflix uh, I mention it because uh, good, a good friend of the podcast David Park Froud uh, saw it back in the day and told me it was terrible um, uh, and I really liked it <laughs> I I was expecting nothing uh, and the reviews aren't good so I, I don't know why. but it basically the premise of this is that everyone has a kind of inbuilt thing that's going to kill them and it triggers when they hit 30 i think i think it's 30 maybe it's 20 no maybe it's 25 anyway what well, somewhere around there uh and but effectively the amount of time you have left in your life is currency so you can you get paid in time you can um, use it to to buy things uh, or it just runs out so everyone has a kind of like a, a luminous green kind of clock in their arms uh, and it, it plays out as a th- a thriller really. So um yeah you've got you got very literally the ticking clock all the time where like are they gonna are they gonna die are they gonna die? But also they uh, it's a very unsubtle metaphor for, for class and uh, and okay. wealth and and status. My view. But I thought yeah it was really well played. I thought Justin Timberlake and Taker did a good, very good job. Um they it it did, it did really well in terms of you're always aware of how much time they've got and it plays the tension uh, well. So. Yeah, I mean, don't go in expecting the new Blade Runner, but it's uh, it's a lot of lot of fun and, and well-excused, I thought. So I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw the film Worth, which is new on Netflix, um, which might be the dumbest film I've seen this year. Um, it's about uh, it's about 9-11. Okay. But, uh, it stars Michael Keaton as the guy who has to decide how much money should be paid uh, to the families. Of of victims of nine eleven as a kind of compensation type well, thing.
1: Very good timing of it coming out right now, right?
0: Y- very deliberate, I'm sure. And yeah. It's basically the most boring aspect of nine eleven you could possibly make a film about. But you, you've seen me, Zijan, put some stuff on this on Facebook about this because there are some uh, some calculations of formulae and stuff in, Oh yes, in the ba- in very the background bad actual formula that they uh, they have got wrong so uh, yeah. I left on that but it, the whole premise is Michael Keaton is just this spreadsheet guy who doesn't understand people's real situations and uh, and all these victims families are saying, well oh, you don't understand, this, don't understand this. and uh, he's like, oh, I've got to go with the rules I've got to go with the, the, what the spreadsheets tell me and then he goes and, uh, this is all spoilers for this um, about two thirds the way through he, he decides, actually, I do need to go and visit these families and talk to them uh, and learn their stories. But the film doesn't explain how on earth that is supposed to help him in any way. Because he can't... It doesn't say, like, oh, then, then he, he realised that he should give them all uh, millions of pounds each or dollars each. Um, it doesn't really make any sense at all. And to be honest, the only way he can possibly do his job is to do it via spreadsheets and rules. Um, maybe maybe Zhen, I'm not the target market for this film, but I was watching this and I'm thinking like for the first first two acts or something I was like this is exactly the right thing for him to be doing and I'm sure the film is going to tell us it's not anyway
1: how often do we see actresses in films Colin you yeah. know, we need to support our
0: own yeah yeah. anyway really dumb uh, so, <laughs> so stupid
1: uh, you just ignore a bit where I said we should support our own
0: I'm afraid I'm not going to support it <laughs> um,
1: like has there been any good 9-11 films
0: um People speak very highly of uh, World Trade Center. I've not, I've not seen it, but apparently that's supposed to be good. Um, United ninety three wasn't bad. That okay. was about the third plane that, or sorry, the fourth plane um, that the, 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 crashed in yeah, the desert. Yeah, the the, the the passengers uh, um, kind of ambushed and, and yeah crashed it. There you go. We move on um, to Shang Chi um, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Zijian. Uh, we've already we've already mentioned this as the first Asian lead in the, the MCU. Or is it, in fact, is it the first Asian lead of any superhero movie? Um, would you consider the Green Hornet? Well, I, that's what I was thinking. Theoretically, he's not the lead, even though he is clearly... <laughs> he's clearly the Green Hornet. The, the, the better guy. Yeah, yeah. And He's the one with all the, the skills and stuff. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I don't think people want to remember the Green
0: Hornet. In know, a positive
1: enough. way But yeah um, I'm quite glad That you're trying To pronounce his name
0: I'm doing my best
1: Yeah um, Trying to Which is <laughs> You know I have to give You know Some, some I gotta say of,
0: When he said it in the film I thought I'm getting the qi bit Completely wrong No your uh, qi is
1: fine Really it's, it's, The problem is When with most um, uh, Most of Chinese names Like it's all about The tones right and, Okay Yeah And if you get And you should pronounce Shang Like you pronounce um, barn You know the A in barn For example Rather than the A in Like uh, What what Like sank <laughs> For example So uh, Sank barn. Yeah, barn Like So shang Like shang chi So that's um, That's how you right. pronounce it Yeah
0: but, I, Yeah I mean Okay I'll do my best
1: Yeah but it's fine It's fine It's not like you're pronouncing my name correctly anyway So
0: No you know, I, was, I, was, I was fairly confident I don't get your name right But <laughs> Exactly So <laughs> Like I, I
1: um, we're going to talk about this when, when we go through this film as well, because there's a bit in this film about names and how we create our, you know, how we, when we are uh, Asians, when we come to the West and we we create names which are easier for um, people here to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very apt uh, <laughs> description of what actually happens. Although but we'll come you, to you, that you, you,
0: you didn't, uh, you didn't change your name when you, when you no, moved to this I country? Did.
1: I didn't change my name.
0: Well well, initially I did, but did you? we'll oh, get right. to that. Yes. <laughs> okay, I was I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, this is not. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is the same. When I went on holiday to Canada, no one could no one could say Colin, and what? no one knew what I was saying when I said my name was Colin because they all say Carlin. So I had to say it like three or four times every time. It's not the so same. So what I'm saying, Caeser, is I understand your pain. <laughs> in the same boat here. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Um, Shang-Chi is the latest uh, Marvel output starring uh, Liu Simu as the titular character making him the first Asian oh. American to lead his own MCU film. Uh, uh, no, I, I'll, I'll give up pronouncing their names as correct um, <laughs> way in, of pronunciation.
0: It's not, even in this, it's not even in the same order that I've got it. it. Uh, no, well. <laughs> because
1: uh, we, we pronounce our surnames first. Um, in, that's how we do it. Our uh, well, yep. family name is important, um, which this discussed in the film as well. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Okay, cool, cool, it, yeah.
1: He also stars uh, Okafina, who, um who is in pretty much all Asian American films these days. Um, yeah. And then Zhang Meng'er in her debut, uh, Chen Fala, um, fellow Malaysian Michelle Yeoh. Oh, yes. And yeah, yeah. Tony Leong, who is a legend. Um <laughs> He's just a
0: legend. Um, we'll go. We'll
1: I've, go I've, heard of, the,
0: I've, I've heard of Tony Long. Yes. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll talk to the cast uh, when when we do that. But um, it's directed by Daniel Destin Cretton, um, and this is a first male film with a predominantly Asian cast as well. Um, the film is about Xiang uh, Qi um, or Xiang depending on how you pronounce him. Uh, <laughs> the son of the leader of the Ten Rings organizations. Um, who's Wen Wu, who's played by Tony Young? Uh, he is forced to confront with his past um, after he's drawn back into this organization, and that's the the premise of this film.
0: There you go. Um Destin Daniel Cretton is. Uh, um, I've he's made this is his fifth film. Although the first film was very kind of very small indie thing. That I don't think many people saw. But I'm a huge fan of his first film, which is um, Short Term Twelve. Mm. And uh, since then, he's he's made. The uh, Glass Castle, and what was this other one he made? Uh, let me have a look. Uh, the sh- uh, Just Mercy. I've
1: not uh, seen any of those films. Uh, I've heard of Just Mercy. Yeah, Just Actually, Mercy, I should know kind of, Just Mercy.
0: It got a little bit of Oscar buzz. Yeah, um, that's so a Michael B. Jordan film, right? That's right. So all his films, in fact, have got Brie Larson in. Apart from that first one, that was, I say, very low budget. But Short Term Twelve, I bang on about it, but it's um really really good. It's uh, set in a kind of a home for for children and. Young adults and Brie Larson is the star. She plays someone who who works on the staff there. I'll be honest, I I couldn't really see his fingerprint on this a lot. It it, it seemed quite different to anything he'd done before. Okay. Um. I yeah. I mean, he's never done anything even slightly in, in, <laughs> in this kind of genre. But I, I, yeah, I don't know about... It, it felt... I, I couldn't see the, the kind of the subtlety, I suppose, that he used in Short time 12 or... Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, we, not jump into that. So we start off in San Francisco. We do, we do. Um, uh,
1: we start off in San Francisco where uh, Shang-Chi and his friend Katie, played by Ocufino, um are valets, I believe is that what they do they seem to just right all the cars around <laughs> uh
0: yes yeah again this seems to be i've never come across this in in, in england maybe just because i'm not going to the right places but yeah people who park people's park your car for you seems to be a job mm-hmm. um it takes two of them apparently <laughs> but yes <laughs> yep
1: yeah. um and then uh on the on the bus that's when uh, i'm pretty sure everyone has seen this before because it's in most of the trailers as yeah. well um and the teaser trailers as Which well. I, th- uh, I think
0: they refer to it as a trolley in, in America. But I oh could is be, it? I think I think so. Maybe it a trolley bus. I, I
1: <laughs> So while they were on the bus, um, and uh, while, 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 while they were on the bus, they were attacked by a bunch of Turks um, who seemingly were after um Shang-Chi's um, pendant. Um and that oh, I forgot about the pendant, yeah. Yeah, and that began <laughs> one of the best fight scenes
0: I've seen in a Marvel, uh, Marvel film. Yeah, we, we get some uh, some proper martial arts. Uh, I know that in the world of the MCU, everyone can do martial arts, but they seem to do it better. Uh, yeah. Here, yeah. I've seen a lot of comparisons with Iron Fist, um, who is <laughs> not um, very well, good at it. No. Yeah, really, really nice kinetic um, fight scenes using imaginative um choreography using, yeah using yeah choreography using the the environment mm.
1: it's a there's a lot of uh, uh throwbacks to jackie chan films especially like the way um Shangxi uses like his jacket and removes it, mm. it it's, it's, yeah, it's a got, lot you know very it's very jackie similar China. to a lot yeah. of uh, jackie chan old jackie chan kung fu films uh, which is good it, it pays a lot uh, uh homages to all those great kung fu films that you know um that have been out there um and um one thing that's great as well is that because uh, uh chi doesn't wear a mask mm. uh, at all like so uh Simu has to do most of his um stunts himself really um when the camera <laughs> like you know as much as he could basically um and that's quite impressive um yeah so no, i've
0: never never come across this guy before i think this is his first major thing isn't it but mm. clearly uh clearly put the training in yep uh, so let's let's talk cast as we usually do. So I should have said we will do non spoilers and we we'll do spoilers as as we always do for these kind of things. Yes, yeah, so I thought I thought he, I thought he was a very charismatic lead. I I enjoyed uh, enjoyed him a lot. Um, he he is very good in interviews as well. <laughs> mm. I I think
1: Civil is like incredibly charismatic. In interviews, like I've watched pretty much all the interviews that he's been in, and he, his Marvel knowledge is like second to none. Like maybe Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> is okay. Uh, yeah, is probably and comparative then, to that. But he's just so engaging, and it's just so good to watch. Uh, I love him that because he
0: oh, he tweeted didn't he, a few years ago like, if you ever make Shang Chi, yeah, call me uh, up. And, yeah, and so it uh, so it turned out. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him mixing with with the wider MCU. It would be mm. nice to see how he engages with them.
1: He doesn't wisecracks as much as all the other MCU heroes, I don't think. Um, Not he's at all, no. More serious. He's more like a Black Panther esque uh, kind of hero, where, you know, he's just more subdued. Because most of the wisecracks here were left to Awkwafina's character.
0: Yeah, so we've got I and mean, She's a very funny uh, actor. Obviously, you've seen her in things like Jumanji uh, doing, doing comedic stuff once or twice maybe slightly overegged the comedic foil but by and large managed to avoid doing it I, the, I think early on I was like oh no is it going to be we have a scene and then Awkwafina goes whoa what happened there kind of thing but um, <laughs> it, it didn't go too much down that down that mm-hmm. route although I
1: felt like you know they didn't know what to do with her towards the end of the film so they had no. to give her something which was just way too yeah, out there and so you know it's yeah. it just I, it I'm, just didn't feel right I don't, I didn't like that bit
0: no I'm with you I mean without without spoiling too much there's a, it was a kind of classic you've got no training or rhythm whatsoever but hey if you if you try and do this for an hour or two suddenly you're going to be the one who saves the day yeah, yeah th- no. that's
1: definitely not why I like I mean like she's good at driving cars just give her let her drive more cars then
0: <laughs> uh, yeah good point yeah 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 um, we've got uh, so the legendary Tony, Tony Leung, um as I guess the villain of the piece
1: yeah he would be is this your first time watching a Tony Leung film
0: I feel like I've seen him before. I'm, I'm trying to remember what he's been in. What? He's
1: not been in any Hollywood films.
0: Uh, in which case. All right. Unless case. you've seen
1: Infernal Affairs. Cause, uh, I, I was, have.
0: I've seen Infernal Affairs. That's it. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Um. So like, I, when when Tony Long was cast, I was so surprised. Like, that's insane, you know, for like for those who do not know Hong Kong film and television, I always describe Tony Long as like, he's like the, this Daniel Day-Lewis of... Um, Oh, film yeah. like he has that kind of, he, he brings that kind of reputation with him and he's not been in any Hollywood film ever ever um, wow. and for Marvel to be able to get him to play the, the villain uh, Shang-Chi's dad in this hmm. film it's, it's just incredible like this is his debut in an English speaking role and wow. it, it's okay. just crazy it's just crazy that yeah Disney has a lot of money
0: <laughs> yeah and I guess as I say it's breaking uh, breaking new ground. Some of you wanted to be a part of that. but uh, so, yeah, we we'll say I guess we'll save to spoilers his um his arc and all, all having there, but obviously he's obviously he's good. <laughs> um uh, as you say. Uh the nang no, Meng, Meng Menga Zhang, is that yeah. close? Yeah. <laughs> Menga, i okay. Yeah, um Munger. I I didn't love her character. There wasn't, there wasn't really there wasn't really much of a character there. I I thought
1: no. Uh, she's the, the this is a
0: film debut, is it?
1: Yeah, she was there. To, uh, yeah, I, I don't think she had much to do. Um,
0: yeah, she wasn't. She didn't, they didn't have much for. Yeah, say it wasn't much for the character. It yeah. feels like she's there for the sequels.
1: It feels mm. like that, right? I mean, like they introduced a sister for Black Panther, right? So. Why Why not introduce another one for, <laughs> um, for Shang-Chi?
0: Uh, is it because there's going to be uh, all-female lineups that need to have people <laughs> yeah. in reserve ready to go? That, that yeah. To um, so, I mean, she drove the plot a little bit in terms of uh, he meant to meet up with her, blah, blah, blah. But mm. she's really more of an exposition. It would be. It's mostly uh, yeah.
1: Shang-Chi and his dad, which is that's mm. the main part of the story, right? So, there you go. Um, she's just there.
0: And then, yes, I I, I must have, I skipped over the other characters, but I don't know if you want to devote more time to Malaysia's uh, own... Um, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she's a legend in her own right. I mean, the reason why Michelle Yeoh is quite a big deal for uh, an Asian cast is because back, back in those days, in Hollywood films, you really don't see many um, a- Asian roles being lead roles. And Michelle Yeoh was one of you because she got... A, a, a lead role in a Bond film, you know, in the Pierce Brosnan Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, Dikes. Tomorrow Never Dies, course. Yeah. So and you know that's quite a mainstream film, and that's quite rare back there, back in those days, because that was late 1990s. Um, and she managed to make it there, and you know she was like the pride of Malaysia and Asia in general because someone actually managed to make it into hollywood okay. which is uh, which is a very sad thing to think about given how many you know asian actors and actresses out there i mean bruce lee was one of the others uh, mm. as well mm. who managed to obviously uh, done well back then but there were so few in those days so michelle Yo has garnered a reputation for herself um based on those alone because she starred in quite a few hollywood films mm. um like sunshine she was in that uh, she was obviously in crouching tiger hidden dragon which was really popular uh in the West as well as it was in the and East,
0: still, um, still very influential. If this film was anything to go by, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've I've, must have, I've never seen Crouch of Tiger, but um, I've seen clips and and the fight scenes that were very reminiscent of that. It would but, be.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's mm. the the wuxia, the the Chinese martial arts where where they tend to have like uh, superpowers when they when they yes. do martial arts like when they like they have superpowers. There's that's a that's a niche in Chinese film as well. It's like a, its
0: soldier genre. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so sometimes the funny thing is, where yeah, they just spin someone and they spin 100 times in the air or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like Wilson. his own jogger
1: in uh, Chinese uh, film. Okay. So okay. that's that. Um, so that's why yeah, uh, I'm always going to be a big fan of Michelle. Like, there's not many Malaysians out there who are as big as her, so that's that's why we like her. Um, and then there's Far Fala as um, the mum that who uh, we find out at the beginning uh, is dead. Uh, But there was a nice scene between uh, Tony Leung and Chen Fala, and in the beginning when they were courting each other (laughs) in a very, as you say, very reminiscent of the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon fight scenes. um, Because, yeah, it's a very pretty area. They were doing martial arts and it it looks like dance choreography more than... Yeah, I feel they
0: didn't de-age Tony Leung as much as they could have done for that. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at, this thinking, they seem to have quite a big age gap in this. Well,
1: he's lived for like two thousand years, right? I mean, so. fair
0: Yes, the actual age gap is much is much bigger. Yeah, fair enough. I suppose yes, it, I, yeah, that does make sense. I suppose you wouldn't age that much in the last uh, twenty years if you haven't aged in the first nineteen hundred eighty. Mm. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, this felt quite self-contained. It, I say it, it did feel like a Marvel film, but also it felt it felt as other influences. But it, it it was nice that it wasn't heavily reliant on hey, here's Hawkeye or, or that kind of thing
1: oh, thank goodness yeah, but they did not mention the snap though
0: yeah, you've got the blip didn't we as they call it in the in universe mm-hmm. um, and as the trailers told us um, we get to see Wong and we get to see Abomination he's back yes uh, <laughs> for,
1: for a brief time um, and yeah, I mean they add nothing to the story whatsoever I'm pretty sure they're just there to make the trailers look oh, Wong and the Abomination are here
0: so, yeah and yeah. I mean I fall for it as much as anyone I suppose. But there's kind of there's this weird thing now of if we see a character we've seen before, we get excited even if I mean no one cared about Abomination. <laughs> no I'm one. pretty sure Team
1: Roth cares about Abomination. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't remember his name, okay?
0: Good work. Good work. <laughs> um and he he did do the voice for this apparently. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean the the least well regarded Marvel film from yeah, thirteen years ago now.
1: So much so that they changed the
0: lead. Yeah. Oh dear. But I mean it's nice to hypothesize about what that means for the future of the universe, but it's, it's also it's good that this film is still on its own two feet and, and people seem to be enjoying it for itself. I, this is I I we've not said how how we felt about it yet, but uh, I, I have friends who have seen this who are not usually Marvel watchers or have not seen that many and they loved it. Oh wow. Um, which I wasn't necessarily expecting.
1: Well, why is it about it that they love?
0: Um I I must admit this is they've not gone into detail, but think, <laughs> um they just I I think they like the martial arts kind of stuff. So yep. the, the the fight scenes. Um They look not, good though, they really look
1: good. Like they've actually put a lot of work in getting those fight scenes looking really, really good. Uh, actually certainly, they're much better at the beginning rather than
0: it. Yeah, certainly in the first half. I think there's been a common criticism that it gets a bit CGI messy and, and less yes, uh grounded, I, um which is definitely true. Uh so I I came away thinking, yeah, this is pretty solid. Don't love it, but it's pretty solid. I think it's probably grown on me a little bit over the last week or so since I've seen it, wow. um, because I think yeah, Simulu is is a great lead, and uh, and it and it yeah, it was a, one of the better origin stories. But I, I didn't come away like loving it as some of my friends have done. How about you?
1: Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed the first two thirds of it quite a lot, um, mm-hmm. and then the last one third of it threw me off a little bit. Um, yeah, and we're yeah. going to go through that I'm pretty sure in details in the spoilers bit but the last third definitely threw me off quite a lot Um but the first two thirds were incredibly solid like uh, Tony Leung is an incredible actor like seriously incredible he, he lends so much gravity to every scene he's in Um I love how much homages it pays to Asian culture in general like a lot of film is in spoken Mandarin Yes,
0: yeah, so that's much true. so is in spoken
1: mm. Mandarin and it's incredible like uh like, I think the first 10 minutes alone is in Mandarin. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was thankful for the subtitles. My Mandarin started <laughs> scratch. Um, oh, and
1: uh, I, I, I can speak Mandarin and some, some of the words are not translated as well as well in English, which is a shame, which is <gasps> oh, a shame because no. uh, it, it sounded so much better in uh, Mandarin. There was a bit where, um, I don't know if it's spoiled spoiler or not, but when Tony Long was speaking to an old man saying, I'm much older than you are because he's lived and he's been an yeah, older yeah, lived yeah. for a long time, but, the Chinese saying was that I've eaten more salt than you have rice um, that's that a nice being,
0: that's a nice expression is that a, yeah. is that a real expression or is that there, just there's,
1: a there's a real expression yeah because we eat a lot of rice in general but sure. the fact that he's eaten more salt than us that we've eaten more rice is that you know he's he's been here for much longer yeah than I, I'm gonna start yeah. using that <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, there are a lot of these things which are lost in translation oh, I might but have to I,
0: uh, uh, I have to make it more British <laughs> i don't know I've, I've eaten more vinegar than you have chips or something i don't know
1: yeah that that could work <laughs> yeah i guess yeah so all these things are lost in translation but i do appreciate all these homages to like asian culture asian film uh all the martial arts that you can see there's karaoke there was even a malay oh, yeah. phrase being uttered uh, they said oh, yeah. thank you in malay um during the cage fight scene because um the guy john john who's um in uh, in charge of the cage fight there. Eh? Um, he's Malaysian, as well, and he managed to put in a <laughs> Malay phrase in that. So, um, it's like oh, uh, it's all these small things you know that I, I pick out. And it's like uh, it's just nice you know to see them in in a big Hollywood blockbuster, and it's just nice to feel like, you know, you're being represented there somewhere. I know representation is being said a lot for this film, and you know, I I feel that. So
0: that's talking I about. It. When are we gonna get the first European uh, lead uh, in a in a Marvel superhero movie? That's why I want well to know. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Why do we always have to put on American accents and pretend to be American for these things? So.
1: Because you guys will be the villains then.
0: Yeah, uh, I uh, the, I was watching Rush Hour the other day. It's the first time I've seen Rush Hour, uh-huh. and, um, and I, I I didn't know the story. like there's a guy called John Tao who's the the, the villain. He's like. I was like, this is definitely going to be Tom Wilkinson because he's the only English character in this. <laughs> and was it Tom Wilkinson? It was Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, but, I mean, it's, <laughs> your, your accent is just perfect for being the villains. <laughs> that's it, right? Like, I mean, there's nothing else to that. <laughs> or, I mean, all fantasy characters, right? So you can be, uh, that's true. You can be you a hobbit a, or...
0: You get a lot of work in fantasy, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, be thankful for that. <laughs>
0: So you came away very happy I mean, I,
1: well, I enjoyed I it I, I still think the, the last third of the film was Yeah Yeah Was a bit of a letdown I would say
0: But I think in terms of Kind of opening up to a new world Which it kind of did uh, It did it better than Doctor Strange for example I think Doctor Strange has oh, been yeah. much better In his, his appearances since his first film
1: Yes for sure Where, where does this rank in your original films? Uh oof. I've seen the the ranks, uh, those ranks coming out right now.
0: Um, yeah, I, people are
1: I, putting this as high as third.
0: No, I mean I'd I'd say mid level as as a so certainly better than Doctor Strange. Uh, I I put it below Captain Marvel, which I really liked. Uh, it's definitely below Guardians. Uh, it's it's below. I mean, if you look at back to Phase One, there's some really good origins there. So, so- it's. It's, yeah, mid-level at yep. best, I'd say, for me. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I, I think I agree with that as well.
0: Hmm. Uh, cool. Um, one of the things... So, I, you know, Zijan, that I always like a romantic subplot, but uh, I was quite pleased they didn't go down that route huh. uh, for this one. I think it was, just, yes. it was, it was nice that kind of... Oh, oh so Okafina is the second lead, I think it's fair to say, and she's his best friend. But they're just best friends. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Why not?
1: As yes, people can be, right?
0: Exactly. Um, so, I, I, I think... If this film had been made, even just a few years ago, I think it would probably would have ended with them kissing. And I'm, and I'm quite glad they didn't just lump that in at the end. You can just keep her in as a. I'm assuming she'll be back for at least Shang Chi sequel, if not uh, other roles, uh, other uh, MCU things. But, um, this one of those few times, Colin, that you actually say you like
1: not there, not being a romantic subplot. It is. Film. It's
0: rare. It's rare, but it's happened. Um, it's happened. Well, I guess there kind of was a romantic subplot between the. Uh, Tony Long and his and his late wife. So I'll, mm. I'll take that. Um, I'll do. I also enjoyed the the Sean versus Sean uh, joke. So <laughs> shang Chi had been taking the name Sean as his secret identity, which I think is quite funny.
1: It's uh, quite common. Uh, yeah. So well, we were talking about this
0: earlier. I'm mm. going we to explain. Here we go. We're, in, we're into the we're into the name segment. I'm yeah, the name segment. <laughs> Are you gonna? Are you gonna reveal what you took as your as your name when you first came here?
1: Oh no, it was quite easy. I went as uh, ZJ. Is that J? ZJ. Okay. So because like yeah, when, when when we first come to the UK, like a bunch of us, you know, we all have we don't have English names. You know, I don't have like um, I I know a lot of people from Hong Kong. They they come up with English names to make it easier for yeah yeah the, you know them to you know be identified when they are here in the UK. But you know, I was not given one. Um and um. You know, when I came here, I thought the easiest thing to come up with for people to pronounce my name was ZJ. He just used two letters, which were part of my first name, is it? And a lot of my friends have that as well. Um, I know a, a, a friend of mine who listens to this podcast, Zusin. It's Z H I X I N. It's going to okay. be a quite difficult thing for, you know, uh, for people to pronounce here. He yep. went as Zach, you know, Z A C H. Um, okay. And it's just a thing that, uh, and then after a while, I, I just, you know, grew a little bit tired of The fact that, you know, I have to learn Your names, yeah. so it's only fair That you learn, my, learn well, to say my you, name properly You've
0: chosen right? uh, a two-letter combo That is going to split America And the UK I know, right, it's perfect <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, like, have you heard some of the Welsh and Irish names that are here? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's impossible to pronounce them. Like, my name is definitely much easier <laughs> than that. Uh,
0: well, I, re- I, I really thought we were gonna, not going to be alienating any audiences today. Really, <laughs> the Irish are switching off in their droves.
1: But that's the thing, see? So, like, after a while, I, I just gained the maturity um, to just let people call me by my name what, um,
0: whatever vague approximation of your name we managed the, to achieve uh, approximation <laughs> right because
1: like unfortunately chinese names are based on tones right and if you get yeah. the tones wrong it'll be wrong but that's too much of an ask to ask you guys to do so we just gave up and like yeah ZJ <laughs> is fine you know it's well, we close just... enough
0: um and maybe i'll start introducing myself as cj um when I, next time i'm in north america this is why we're not closer friends Colin. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. What a moment. <laughs> People will trace back the uh the end of the podcast to this uh cruel savage play. <laughs> um, uh let's do spoilers.
1: Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Just
0: like you've spoiled this friendship, these with <laughs> <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, um so we, we spoke about the the part where I did not like, which is well not like or I did not like as much. So the first two thirds of the film was very grounded. You know, the, mm. the martial arts was you know as as grounded as doing yeah. martial arts around bamboo forest for flying yeah, I mean, mountains
0: there was be. that scene where that wizard guy was fighting the, uh, the big monster thing was, <laughs> as grounded as can be <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> by the way I'm sorry to, to spoil your midpoint but was I remember the, the method he used to kill him was exactly the same method that they used in the uh, uh, opening scenes of X-Men Days of Future Past kind of by opening a portal and getting him to attack himself ah anyway yeah, good spot good spot right. Um.
1: yeah so it, it, it it was grounded in the sense that you're just going through the, the backstory. You learn about the backstory of Shang Chi, you know, and his family. Um, basically, um, he, you know, now in the spoiler territory, he, he left um, his father's uh, ten ring organization and he settled in the U.S. to basically um, get as far away as possible from
0: it. For very. Um, re- very vague reasons.
1: That yeah, don't get they,
0: explained until quite late on. Uh-uh.
1: No, not not much really. Um, and then midway through, he, you see a lot of fighting scenes with him and his. Um, uh, you know, he'll fight his sister in the cage fight. There will be some great fights on the scaffolding. Although it's a bit too dark, which was annoying to me. Right. Uh, the, the, skull, the scaffolding fight scene. Then he goes back to his dad. He gets captured, etc. You know, everything is as grounded as it can be, and then suddenly he just went. Oh fantastical. Well, Pure dragons fantasy. are gonna
0: have evil winged things. Yeah. So uh,
1: they, they, for some reason, it's, they started to introduce all these Chinese mythological creatures. Oh yeah. Um, so you, you, we were first um, we were first introduced to this thing called a hun tun, which is this, as Aquafina
0: aptly described, as a chicken pig. Oh, was that a was that a pre-existing mythical being? I no it, is. Okay. it is. It is.
1: Yeah,混沌.
0: I hate, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I, my apologies. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's excellent in, in Chinese mythology, but in in terms of this film and the way it was used in this film, um, where it apparently could, well, we've not talked about this character yet, but it could, it could talk to one person somehow, and it could. Yeah, I hated it.
1: I hated it as well. I I've not heard of this creature before. Like, okay. so I, I did agree with Oquifina. What is this chicken pig doing in this whole film? Yeah. <laughs> and then they will go into this mystical land. And this is not really spoilers as well, because you'll see in the trailers that Shang-Chi will see a, an actual dragon mm. in, in the trailers alone. So you have that as well. But in this, this mystical land is where his mom is supposedly from. Mm. And in that land, you'll see all kinds of creatures. So I'm going to list them all in, in Chinese. So you have the oh, yeah. feng huang, which are the phoenixes, the firebirds. Um, you have the huli jing, which are the nine tailed foxes. Oh, um, right. you have the qilin, which is, uh, which are the deer like, deer like creatures. So these are all, uh, Chinese mythological creatures. So I can see why they want to put that in, but it just throws off the this the tone of the film in such a way it's just bizarre. Like I, I was expecting like, oh well, you know, there'll be some martial arts, etc., you know, but then suddenly it just became pure fantasy, which was odd.
0: Yeah, it it was a bit of an escalation, wasn't it? Um I didn't yes, I didn't realise those were, were genuine creatures. It reminded you a little bit of some of the the things that got thrown into the Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. particularly in The Last Jedi where they seem to be just trying to sell toys. Do you think we're going to get into this mystical land again in later films? I don't think so.
1: I think it'll be too much to ask. Uh, did, but the rhinos did come back, right, from Black Panther, <laughs> didn't
0: they? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's, it's, this is why I say it kind of opens up the world, but also I think it doesn't, because I think, I think we're going to see a lot more of Shang-Chi outside of there than we're going to see people going into that land. Is, I mean, Wakanda, at least we went back into Wakanda for Infinity War, uh, and I'm sure that... Wakanda Forever obviously will be, will be there maybe, maybe the Shang-Chi sequel will, will go back there but mm. it, it feels like it's a separate thing um, so we hinted at him but Trevor Slattery is back uh, so Ben Kingsley um, played someone playing the Mandarin in, in <laughs> Iron Man 3 Yeah, um, and uh, is played for laughs here and I think gets them and then maybe Outstays his welcome a little bit. Uh, definitely, um, mm. I,
1: I, I, you know, as much as I do, I like Ben Kingsley. Mm. As much as I, you know, I get the appreciation for his character, but honestly, right? Do you think that this evil leader of his organization, who hates someone taking his moniker, would leave him in
0: uh prison because they like his jokes? Yeah, is that it's even a- plausible? Like. It's, like a, it's a stretch, isn't it? Um, like, I mean, I, I, I liked see him again. I liked kind of tying that storyline off. I thought it was quite funny that he had his Liverpool scarf lying around and was all very Shakespearean but yeah, it's not the only thing that uh, that Tony Long's character does that uh, stretches credulity. Um, I mean, the fact that he sent assassins to his to his son and then kind of airily says, oh, I knew they wouldn't be able to kill you. <laughs> thought, well, you seem very confident because they came pretty close. <laughs> I, I I didn't get his 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 approach a lot of time.
1: No, um, yeah, yeah that, that whole part with uh, Travis Sluttery and the uh, the Hun Tun uh, mm-hmm. was uh, the the I didn't like that bit because yeah. it just what happened was that they were thrown into prison. Xiang Qi yeah. and uh, Meng'er and Katie were all thrown into uh, prison, and they were just there as a get out card.
0: Yeah, and. The way that he gets them into this mystical land so you can get there once every generation or whatever it is, which mm. I think they did the same thing in Iron Fist. Um, anyway, or if you know the way in, you can drive in. And this this Huntun, is it?
1: Yeah, Huntun. It, it sounds like a wonton because it look, that's how the word wonton uh, comes okay. from. Because a wonton looks like a yeah. creature. You see like, the similarities? <laughs> uh,
0: I, I'm not sure I've ever had the pleasure of reading a wonton, but I, I, I've come across them. So, um mm. Yeah, the idea that he can just he can just speak to Trevor Slattery and he can understand him and no one else can—it's just very weird. So I think convenient, really, isn't it? Like, but I also say I think that it can't have been difficult to write a way in which you could enter this this land. So to yeah. do that, to make that your choice, yeah, was was odd. Uh, speaking of sorry, um, comedic things that were funny at first but didn't <laughs> maybe went on too long. I, I think the what I thought was funniest was in the in and I'm dotting around, sorry, but in in the San Francisco. Uh, trolley car fight when there's a guy just suddenly starts live streaming oh, it no. I thought yeah. that was I thought it was hilarious and then he just kept doing it over and over and I thought, okay. it was just way too long
1: went far too long they need to like get the tones right right get the comedic beats right and just like oh stand there welcome
0: and this is so I'm um, a big fan of destin Daniel credden's first film or second film I suppose. but he's I don't remember him ever doing comedy really so I mean I'm sure all the films have probably had moments that are supposedly funny, but I, yeah, I don't think he's a master of, mm. of comedic filming. So um, yeah, he might have to take the blame on that one.
1: Which goes to shows that comedy is is difficult to film as well. Eh? <laughs> it's difficult yeah. to film, right?
0: Mm. And it's and as you say, there's a lot of there's not much quipping in this one. No, so maybe they're trying to find their comedy where they can. But yeah, you, you can't just you can't just do that by committee, or indeed you can't just hope for the best. There's
1: not a lot of quipping in this film, but there's a lot of exposition in this film.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of
1: exposition. Pretty much every character has this long monologue about what has happened to explain everything that's happened. Shang-Chi explained it when, you know, he was on the plane. Hmm. you know there has their monologue his aunt Michelle Yeoh explains some stuff as well there's some backstory there are some flashbacks you know a lot of exposition a lot of exposition
0: it kind of spoils any sort of surprise at the ending where they go like this whole thing about I can't remember the name of the thing but there's this um, big evil creature that's kind of coming that that previously came out and tried to attack everyone but he just managed to stop it and think oh I wonder what's going to happen now Hmm. I wonder what's going to and I suppose you kind of need to forewarn maybe but it was very um no, no real surprises in the final act when you know that's all coming. Well,
1: that that is true. That is
0: true. It's a shame that they showed the
1: dragon in the trailer as well, though. Um, I'm not sure I saw that trailer. So no, it, do you not? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's a shame because uh, that that would be a well. It would be a big surprise, you know. It would be nice to see a Chinese dragon in uh on in film, but yeah. Uh, the, the last scene, the last act, basically turned into a CGI fight fest. Um, yes, very much so. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, like all,
0: I mean, it was good CGI, I suppose. It was,
1: yeah, there's good CGI. but all those good choreography and all those good mm-hmm. fight fight scenes that you had in the first two thirds of the film, you know, just kind of disappear into a CGI fight scene. I I did actually like the fight scene between uh Shang-Chi and his dad. Uh, you know as much as you could do with like you know controlling the ten rings etc I thought that was quite good and obviously yeah
0: I must admit I didn't love that I I know it's got some right but they they haven't really explained what the ten rings do it means you can hit stuff hard it makes you immortal Hmm. and then vaguely anything else it needs to do
1: (laughs) Um, well it's it's much better than the, the comic books I think
0: oh because in the comic books then they each do a different thing
1: yeah one ring can freeze you one ring can you know move you with your mind one ring just shoots I suppose blast. that's
0: too too close to the infinity stones yeah it's way yeah
1: that, that's probably why they removed it and changed it to this it looks more elegant this way anyway um, yeah I
0: quite, I quite like them as bracelets rather than rings on fingers that's quite cool um, and as we find out in a, in a mid-credits scene um, they've got some weird beacon in them or something Yep, and it's calling someone. Calling someone. Um, so who, I guess that's going to drive forward some of the next phase. Maybe it's calling someone from a multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, in terms of Tony Long's character being the villain, I say he. he he seemed to go back and forth because he obviously he he's villainous enough that he sent people to try and kill his children. Yes. But but unvillous enough that he was he didn't really think they're going to be dying and he was doing it all for love and he thought he was going to release his ex or his uh, his his late wife. Um uh, but I feel I'm not sure this character really needs any kind of redemption which they try and give him at the end. I think oh. I don't I don't have... I mean, maybe because it's a great actor, I don't know, but it it feels like... Just let a villain be a villain. It's probably because it's Tony Leung, that's the thing. Like, uh, I was reading some of the
1: interviews, right, that, um, yeah, uh, Destin had a lot of difficulties, like, directing Tony Leung because uh, Daniel destin Carton had a lot of difficulties directing Tony Leung because he's Tony Leung,
0: Mm, you know, like... mm.
1: And obviously, Daniel is more inexperienced than he is, like... I think the imbalance of experience, like, didn't... you know, lend itself any favours to this because obviously, you know, it's it's quite difficult. <laughs> if someone you respected and know that it's an incredible actor, you know, and you need to direct him in the scenes it's it's tricky. I can imagine how tricky it could be.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I I can see how that would uh, yeah, yeah Um so they go back they they, they win, they kill the thing Everything's great. Um and I, I quite I did enjoy the scene back in the bar. Was it the I think it must have been the start of the mid credit scene where they just explained to their friends what they did. I thought <laughs> Quite, that was quite funny to kind of shine light on just how weird it was <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very bizarre
1: well, uh, it wrapped up well you know like i wish they could have made the third act a lot better but yeah. it wrapped up well and i did enjoy the post-credit scenes
0: yeah so the first one we've got um they see uh bruce banner and of course uh captain marvel which who i th- i think is probably only there just so that brie larson gets to work with just daniel Kretchen again <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's nice and so this is where we get to have our our, our bite of wider MCU hypothesising. Why is why is Bruce Banner back in Bruce Banner form? What's going on?
1: Yeah, that, that's been uh, question has been out in the internet, and people are mm. wondering why he's wearing a cast as well,
0: though, isn't he? He's wearing a cast. So after he damaged his arm doing doing the second or the, the snap um, in uh, Endgame, I've seen theories that uh, the, the radiation from that has kind of reversed the effect, or basically. I mean, it seems a bit weird if they just make him Professor Hulk for one film and then just say, no, everything's back as it was. So Especially right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, also, he's going to be in the She-Hulk series, so maybe they just wanted to bring the budget down. Uh, ah, yeah, that it makes it's, sense. It can um, make
1: sense. Yeah, for what, that.
0: what do you think of the, uh, the post-post-credits scene?
1: Eh, it didn't do much. Like, it was kind of expected, right? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, um, so what happened was that um, Shang-Chi's sister basically took over
0: the Ten Rings organization and that's it. Right? That's it. Says the Ten Rings will be back. Oh,
1: yeah, it's to be expected. Well, Ten Rings, but Shang-Chi is the one who has the Ten Rings. So, mm. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. what They probably need to rename their organization.
0: So, they're the clearly trying to steer us in that she's the new villain. I do wonder if it's a misdirect. It's
1: probably a misdirect, right?
0: Yeah. And uh, we'll see more of him and them. Um, no,
1: I, re- I really cannot wait. I really cannot wait. Um, I, I think it was a solid start,
0: but yeah. Cool. I, I, I'm assuming they've signed him up for 10 films or something like yeah they, I or mean like
1: so. in one interview he said he'll happily do this until he's 70 so okay
0: uh, but as I say I, I'd like to see him bounce off the other MCU yeah uh, characters because um, this was this was this was good but it'd be nice to see him in the wider world and okay. uh, um, playing with those rings and doing all kinds of stuff um, we move on then to our uh, next actually facts so we talk about the film we are
1: past one hour Colin are we
0: Wow, we talked about that for longer. I thought we would. In which case, we'll postpone after Factor um, <laughs> to next time uh, where we'll be talking about the films of Rose Byrne. This gives you time to watch some more Rose Byrne films. It uh,
1: gives me more time to watch Tom Jones as well.
0: It does. Um, we're also, For uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to, we're also going to be doing a look back on Oscar, but that's, which maybe next time or may not be, who knows. Mm. Um, which we're going to do a film Tom Jones. So let me tell you, if you if you search on eBay for Tom Jones DVD, you just get a lot of stuff about the Welsh singer <laughs> r- rather than the 1963 best picture film. Uh, in which case we jump to our final segment, the quiz. Um, I think I'm two up for the year, but we're now quizzing on um, Captain America.
1: Colin, I'm hoping that when you say Captain America films, you do not yes. include all the other Captain America films that have been out there.
0: Question one. Oh uh, no! <laughs> in the 1990 film. Oh my goodness! What nationality is Red Skull? What? That's the only one I promise Oh my goodness (sighs) That's nice and easy That's that's, that's multiple choice
1: Let's go American Yeah
0: thanks (laughs) Uh, I'm afraid it's Italian
1: Huh Oh yeah i actually seen that But Never mind Question 1 from me is What is the name Of the elite combat
0: unit That was led by Captain America In World War 2 The Howling Commandos That's correct Uh, Question 2 What sport Was playing on the radio When Steve woke up At the end of Captain America The First Avenger um, it was baseball, right? It was baseball. Yeah, I think uh, it might have been the uh, the the Dodgers, maybe. But anyway, baseball. Question two: The
1: song "Star Spangled Man" was an original song written by Alan Menken for which of the Captain America films?
0: Um, the uh, first Avenger.
1: That's correct, because it's one of the ones that is sang when you're parading him mm-hmm. around.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, question. Th- Three, who did the music for the two Captain America sequels?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Now that's very annoying because it just came after my music question. Mm. And yeah, (laughs) and now I can only think of Alan Menken as the only composer (laughs) out there, which is really annoying.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm just going to go Hans Zimmer. Uh, Henry Jackman. was Alan Silvestri for the first one and then Henry Jackman picked up the button.
1: Question three. The famous airport scene in Captain America Civil War was set in an airport of which
0: country? Ooh. Well, I should know that. Uh, I'm going to say Austria. Germany. Germany. Close. Um, in question four. Uh, in Captain America Civil War, Stan Lee cameos as an employee of which company?
1: Ah, uh, that's very really annoying because I know that in the, the Winter Soldier he was in the Smithsonian. Um... That's the janitor yep yeah unfortunately you didn't ask that question <laughs> nope uh okay what happened in, what happened in <laughs> what happened in civil war are we gonna go scene for scene
0: yes <laughs>
1: there has to be a company out there let's go FedEx
0: it was FedEx wow. wow is there a Tony Stank that was a that was his line
1: question 4 from me in Captain America's Civil War what language were the code words used to control the winter soldier Sadin?
0: oh they were not in English no no no, I'm trying to think back through his history so um, it could be Russian it could be could be German I don't think it is it could be Sokovian I suppose Um, I'm going to say Russian Russians, correct. Uh, question five. This is my one of my favorite questions I've, I've ever asked you, Zijun. Okay. Uh, only one Captain America film has had a nomination for the MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss. Oh uh, no! It was between Steve Rogers and who? Uh,
1: has I'm hoping this is uh, uh, Natasha.
0: It is Natasha, yeah from uh, from, from Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier.
1: You like this? I'm, I'm, well, I think you like this. My okay, last well, question.
0: Three all going into the last question.
1: Yeah. Steve Rogers' to-do list in Winter Soldier uh, yes. varies from country to country. Which of these appear in all versions? So, out of five. Steve Jobs, 2002 World Cup, Space Travel, Nirvana, The Fifth Element.
0: Is it just one of them?
1: One of them has appeared in all versions.
0: Okay, well, it's definitely not 2002 World Cup. Nirvana I don't think Nirvana would be worldwide so I've got Steve Jobs uh, I've got Space, space travel, travel the fifth element fifth element I don't think I don't think fifth element I don't even remember fifth element being on that one uh, I, mean, I mean I'm going to say space travel
1: I'm afraid that's wrong uh, it's Nirvana really? yeah I'm going to tell you where all of those have appeared in so Steve Jobs only appeared in the US one Okay. The 2002 World Cup only appeared in the Korean one, version of uh, The Winter Soldier. Space yeah. travel only appeared in the Australian version. Really? And the fifth element only appears in the France, the French version.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Because um, the director's French, isn't he? Whatever his name is. Yep. Like, um, obviously, I, I took out the more obvious one, like, Tim Tams. <laughs> i got to say, I it really annoys me, that scene. And I've probably said this before, but... I, I the whole, he's called Captain America. He's not going to be like looking up Kangaroo Jack or I. I can't remember what we had on our list, but it would be. I mean, 1966 World Cup would have been on our list. Now,
1: in the UK, you had the Beatles, yeah, uh, Sherlock. Okay.
0: And uh, I can't remember. The I last think one. we. I think we had 66 World Cup. Oh, did you? Uh. I think so. And I think there's no way that he's like one of the main things I needed to look up is England winning the World Cup. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if yeah, that annoyed me a lot. And it reminds me even more now that I've uh, I've failed to win this quiz off the back of it. Um, <laughs> so uh, next time, and what are we uh, what are we quizzing on?
1: We are going to quiz on the films written by Scott uh, Scott Newstead and Michael Weber. Um, Here, you've heard his films heard of their films before. They've written things like Five Hundred Days of Summer, and Spectacular Now.
0: Okay. Mm, films like Cool. This. Oh, I love the Spectacular Now exactly Uh, good stuff Um, we may or may not be doing uh, Tom Jones Um, we definitely will be looking at the films of Rose Byrne Um, what else are we doing Zijun
1: we'll be talking about well we mentioned this last time (laughs) but we're talking about road trips in film
0: I look forward to it
1: bye